0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Future of Work in Construction Concast. I'm delighted to introduce our next guest, Helen Tannand. To give you some background Helen, Helen is a Technical Director for Diversity and Inclusion at Amy, and has over 25 years experience in the engineering sector, working on infrastructure and mining projects in the UK, Europe, Asia and Australia. A chartered geologist, Helen's focus of career championing diversity and inclusion and inclusive design at AMI, providing workplaces where we can share, learn and develop. So, that sounds incredible to me and so inspiring. Thank you for joining me, Helen. It's lovely, lovely to meet oh, you. Um, thank you. I would love to hear more about your role and what your main responsibilities are at Amy.
1: So, I work within the Amy consulting um, part of the business. So, um, most of the design house, the, 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 which is the core of the Amy business. Um, and I, I am our inclusion lead. So I've set up the, our inclusion strategy for consulting, and I also work with the wider group on the strategy. Um, and our strategy is mainly three peers, creating an inclusive culture, um, attracting, retaining and developing more diversity. So looking out there for diversity, but actually that doesn't work if we haven't got an inclusive culture to, to in in our business already. Um, and then considering the diverse needs of our customer and communities, quite often the DNI role sits within HR. But the reason that Amy looked into the engineering um, people, it, 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 we looked. I was employed in, internally. Oh, I'm making a mess of that. Oh, no, no, don't <laughs> worry. No, no,
0: you just have to be edited. Don't worry. Honestly, it's all good. Don't worry. It's all so,
1: taking time. Okay. So, um, so I was. Um, I've been at Amy for. 12 years now, and working within the ground engineering team. As you say, I was a geologist, and um, they looked internally for an engineer or somebody who was interested in in the sect in the DNI part part, yeah. but who knew the set because we're looking at how do we make sure that our um, service provision, everything we design, is truly inclusive for everybody that will use it. So we understand the whole community and make sure that they're really. Um, uh, sustainable solutions for everything we do and and but they work for everybody they work for every part of the community we 're not leaving anybody out um, so that 's how I got into it um, and and really I only got into it because I was quite passionate about um, career progression and flexible working not being a barrier to career progression and I had some interesting conversations with the people who were looking for this this role, not even really considering that it might have been me but just sort of mm-hmm. saying. And it turned out that actually I thought more of it than I realised. And, and it's been great. I've been doing it for four and a half years. Um, and it's fascinating to be involved in something completely different. So I still do the ground engineering as well, uh, but it's just very different. And there's lots of people sides of things which um, I didn't know about that I've learned. Yes. Just yes. the experience. So it's been it's been great.
0: That's amazing. Uh-huh. It's amazing that you can change your career um, around as well like that, you know, like that's what is, is amazing. Like it doesn't matter like where you are in your career, you can make a change even in the company that you're in. I don't think people realise that and, and do different things. And I think that before our, our mindset was more around we doing one thing, we're going to, you know, retire and then that's it. You know, now yeah. it's more like, OK, what can I do? What can add value? And I think adding value is so much more important nowadays as well, isn't it? especially to the younger generation, I think.
1: Yes, and yet our teachers are still telling the younger, younger, younger generation that they need to make a decision, you know, at, at GCSEs it's or crazy. at A-levels, they need to make the decision. And I've had so many conversations, because part of this role is outreach to, to schools to try and diversify our talent pipeline. But I've had so many conversations with, with sixth formers saying, oh, but I need to make this decision, it needs to be right, because what if, what if I change my mind? And I'm going, so you change your mind. You know, but, um, I, I didn't decide to be a geologist. I sort of ended up being a geologist and then I went into engineering. And so it, there's, there's plenty of time to change your mind and do whatever you, you feel that you can be good at.
0: Exactly. It's not, not it doesn't come to natural to everyone. Like you sometimes see with children young know, people have certain skills which you think oh they could develop into into a career but often people are very confused about what to do um and it shouldn't be fixed like you said and and actually you know when I had careers advice at school it wasn't the best I have to say like it's mm-hmm. almost people telling you you're good enough to do certain things rather than you know encouraging you to explore different worlds and nowadays there's so many vocations that exist that you know I think it's I think it's so great to hear from a senior person that that's okay to change your mind
1: I think, I think also they, I mean, how are you meant to know? We don't know what the jobs of the future are. No. I mean, this is quite what's interesting about future construction. We don't know what those jobs are. The, the, the whole digital platform that's coming on, it, it, there's there's roles that are coming out that we don't know and we can't train them for, so they need to be flexible, don't they?
0: Um, Absolutely. So how much of your role is um, diversity inclusion? Like, what's a, the sort of, is that 50-50 or is it mainly...? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's it's mainly now. It was meant to be um, two-thirds, I guess, but it, it sort of takes over your life.
0: <laughs> it does. There's a lot
1: to do. <laughs> so, I, so I've got my grand engineering team in the background going, oh, can you do this and do that? So I do. I am still involved with them, which is great. And and um, I, I quite like having all the balls in the air and, and, and doing a little bit of everything, but it is mainly D and i at the
0: moment. Oh, amazing! That's incredible. And so, you know, you've obviously had a very, you know, uh, diverse as well career, you know, leading up to this point. So, um how did you come to be in this career, and what kind of challenges have you faced as well moving up the ladder and, and being in different companies?
1: Uh, well, like I said, I did I did a, a degree in geology. Um, I, if you go all the way back, I was convinced to do master's in chemistry at um, at A level. Right. Um, my teachers were pushing me towards physics rather than geography. And I always loved geography. And I came to the end of that and kind of go, now what? No mm-hmm. idea. And I, I, I sort of fixed on geology just because and like an interesting thing to do at university. I was very lucky. I got, to, got into university and I did geology. And as part of that, there was a module that was engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went into engineering geology purely because I fancied building big stuff.
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> what oh, best thing is there not? to do? It's Why not? <laughs> yeah. so,
1: um and yeah, it just kind of went from there. Um I started with a very geology-based company that was in engineering and so I did quite a lot of mining as well as infrastructure and slopes and tunnels and you know anything to do with the ground, foundations or whatever. Um but actually, as I've moved on, I've, I, I worked on, I worked in King's Cross in the mid 90s mm-hmm. on the grand investigation for the new King's Cross and St Pancras stations. Brilliant. And at the time, you were not allowed to visit any of the holes, any of the sites around King's Cross on your own as a young engineer, mm-hmm. because it was too dangerous. And you look at the regeneration of King's Cross now and you go, yeah, I, I had something to do with that. Yeah, but the fact that that we regenerated the whole area through that project and Stratford as well. I was working in Stratford and there was nothing in Stratford. You know, there wasn't even a sandwich shop within walking distance. You know? <laughs> I mean,
0: everything now in Stratford, yeah. you know, lots of Westfield, yeah,
1: yeah, um, and and property prices in Stratford in in that time have just been astronomical. You know, if you had had a place in Stratford in the mid 90s, it was worth nothing, and now they're some of the highest price pieces of property in London so the regeneration option from construction really is exciting I think and it and and it enhances people's lives which is you know it's really what it's all about so I came up through that route um I did have challenges when I was a young engineer on some of the old school not wanting to take uh, my advice or you know as an engineer you're there instructing what needs to be happening next um, and I think that was age rather than gender, or maybe a little bit of both, um, but, but not for long. And um, I've always found that being the expert in the room has sort of super trumped the gender. So I've always worked with lots of men, fine, that's, that, that's a demographic of our industry, um, but I've never actually had that as an issue because I was generally the person they were there to listen to because I was coming in with a solution. Um, So so the main challenge then, I guess, was when I decided to go part-time, which was my decision, uh, people around me decided that that meant I didn't want to be promoted or didn't have any career ambition. Um, And that was a challenge. And I spent a good 14 years sort of treading water um, and finally managed to push that. Yes, actually, the next stage for me was technical director, and that's in, what's in my brain, not how many hours I'm sat in the, on a chair. You know, you're still getting my brain for the whole time that people need me because they could ring me up at any time. Uh, and so mm-hmm. once I got past that one, then it's you know that that was quite a big thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, interesting, isn't it that you know just because you want to be flexible, just because you want to work part time, it doesn't mean that you're not ambitious. It doesn't mean that you're not wanting to step up the ladder and, and do bigger things and achieve more as well. And you can, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I can be productive in three days, you know, and and, and do five days. Well, I mean, I don't obviously do it always, but it's just, you can be productive in the time that you have. And, you know, I think it's that, that attitude hopefully is changing, but also needs to change. I think that's what happens a lot in companies.
1: I think, I think it is changing. I think it's changed an awful lot. Like this last year, I mean, flexible working was my big, bugbear and and actually i've let it slide now because everybody's looking Um, (laughs) yeah exactly that's had some good coming out of this um but it is changing but you're still hearing oh she's on maternity leave so so we we don't want to give her that that next role we don't you know you you hear a bit of that still and and you're beginning to hear more oh he's taken paternity as in not just for two weeks but a bit of shared parenting leave which I think is key to gender diversity and yet' that, that means that they're no longer they're no longer ambitious well it doesn't you know it just means that at this particular moment they're interested in their baby.
0: I think that's not a bad thing, is it? Not at all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at places like Sweden, and they have you know shared paternity. They have it now here now, but you know men get twelve months off um, as well as women do as well. And I think it's a wonderful thing, and we should maybe mimic you know what you know the the Scandinavians are doing because obviously you know. And when I was working in Stockholm, I'd see lots of men with babies you know walking around. It's very sweet to see, Um, and it's okay to do that as well. You know, which I which I completely agree with. Um, It's. You know in terms of you know did it in the heart did it deter you or did it hinder you from becoming a leader in your industry as well the part-time what, work? The
1: part-time um mm. no not really I think because like I can say I always came up I, I was there with the solutions you know so so it's very specialized what we do yes. in, in grand engineering and um other parts of the business and our, our external clients would have an issue and want you to come and fix the issue. So providing you were coming up with the solution, which is what we do. Yes. um, It it, it wasn't, that wasn't an issue. I think probably the bigger issue was um, me feeling that I was a leader myself. So I've I've realized in the last year or so that other people view me more as a leader than I do myself. and that's been quite eye-opening. It, it was quite a revelation when I first thought, oh, okay. So somebody said something to me and I kind of went, oh, okay. You think I'm, I, I you yeah, know, I never thought of myself like that. And and then once I first noticed it, I, I noticed it from various people. I thought, okay, all right, I'll take that. Then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. That, that's amazing, isn't it? And it's, if you don't even think about that yourself, you know, people around you are seeing you that way. And then it's for you to see yourself that way too. Yeah um definitely and and how do you see your um your role progressing now like you know you've been doing for four years like what other sort of implementations and and changes do you want to make so you become more appealing and inclusive for all people from different backgrounds
1: um well so the the thing that we've done this year that I've been trying to do for a couple of years and we finally managed it this year was introduce a network of inclusion ambassadors Mm. for our business so I was um I suggested it last summer, and we managed to recruit uh, a number last November. And what we've done is uh, um, I've rolled out training for them all. So given them them training, that they can then take take that baton on and, and give it to the people around them, their local um, teams or, or you know, the next team around. So it's not all just coming from me, because people get sick of me. Um, and so we've passed that baton on. But also, um, and they also support our affinity groups. So four affinity groups in Amy. Um, but what has happened is it's just start really started the conversation even more. So we have had things in place anyway, but it's just really ignited the conversation and provided safe spaces for people to to start talking about their own experiences and their lived experience. Um, we had a, a big... Um, we, I, I designed a privilege workshop, which we did for Race Equality Week, um, a number of times with different groups of people, mm. and there was lots of life, life light bulb moments. Lots yeah. of oh yeah, that's, yeah, I never never imagined that as a forty-year-old black man walking into Morrison's that I might mm. be followed because mm. because they think that I, because I've got a hoodie on, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as a white woman it never occurred to me and i'm like oh that's my that's my privilege and i don't you don't see it no. so all of those that sort of thing is is um has really made a difference for, for us in amy this year and and it's what we're really gonna um try and, and keep that momentum going keep it keep it um keep it fresh and keep it exciting for all the different groups
0: absolutely i think that's that's the main thing isn't it um you know you, you want to do this good work, but see it through, but also see positive changes happening within the organization. I mean, how the company sounds huge, so I'm assuming that's quite a tough task to kind of get into different departments and you know,
1: yeah. So, um, so our consulting arm is about 2,000 people, so and and it's the easy one, really, because obviously we're engineers, but our laptops are all we can have teams calls, it's quite easy. But the wider group is about 14,000 people. Oh. Um 14, people in all and we have a lot of um within our strategic infrastructure we have um, cleaners and people who work in schools and lots of frontline staff we have we run prisons we we're really really varied we, we pick up um waste collection we have operators on the road in highways and in rail so very very varied and some of those people are difficult to contact them and it's trying to get that network through the line management network down to the people who aren't haven't got a, a Amy mobile or a, a laptop mm-hmm. um, and it is difficult you know uh, but it's baby steps as well so if we can get the online community really engaged then we will start getting the offline
0: community engaged as well it sounds like this is certainly going to keep you busy for a long time, that's for sure, yeah. trying to get this rolled out. <laughs> Do you have anyone else on your team that you work with, or you know, volunteers or allies that you, you work with and can roll out the stuff with?
1: Yes, yeah, so we've got, I mean, that, that was the idea. So there's 50 inclusion ambassadors, which we're going to run another recruitment programme this year to try a, and increase that number. Um, we also have change makers who are in Amy, and we also have wellbeing ambassadors, and actually all of those groups, help one another so that's quite good it's brilliant. Uh, but um and support one another but we also have our affinity groups so women at amy and pride and multicultural and neurodiversity uh, and we use the Yama network so our internal network to spread um support and learning and, and have these sorts of calls and, and and lunch and learns and all those sorts of good stuff just to keep the conversation going really
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so, it's so wonderful. I know it's step by step, but you know, if you keep the momentum going, then you're going to see the change eventually and, and, you know, be able to um, go out there and, and, uh, you know, also to celebrate what you're doing in, in Amy and, you know, really sort of be a representation of what is good in diversity inclusion in in the industry as well which is which is amazing i mean how do you you know how do you recruit like different people from different backgrounds you know what's the the process do you are you actively you know doing like things like blind recruitment or things like that
1: so our recruitment teams um have specialists um job boards and special areas that they go to they've got various different different people that they go to to advertise with to um, you know, try and get out there to more diverse um, candidates. Oh, sorry, that didn't come out very well. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the recruitment team will, will go to various job boards to look, look for diversity and, that, and they're working really hard at the moment looking for diversity. But what we do as well is we go out to schools and, and looking at young people to try and introduce the idea of engineering. At, uh, at a younger age because effectively if you get to a level mm. engineering and then decide i'm not doing physics i'm not doing math that says one of two things either they're not your favorite subjects because you're not very good at them or actually i I've, I've got other lots and lots of subjects that i'm good at and i'm gonna do these ones um but actually if you were considering a degree uh, a engineering path because you want to make the world a better place and you want to design things that are sustainable and low carbon and and all of this good stuff, Um, you've actually stopped stopped yourself from getting into that um, type of career because of the A-level choices. So so then children need to know early enough so that they can make the right, make sensible choices. Um, And choices that that open up all sorts of careers, you know. Um, So maths is good for any career doesn't doesn't it doesn't have yeah. to be math or engineering, um, you know computer science is is great for any career these days and and actually data science is probably the top sort of route that, w- that we're heading for in the future because data sciences are needed by everybody, um, but they're needed in the construction industry to to find the right innovative way forward.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I was working in tech, it was just tech, the software companies, but tech is everywhere now. You know, you need like, you know, it's 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 integral into every company to be successful and, and find ways to, and the data science uh, aspect of it is particularly, you know, important as well, I think in all industries. But um, no, I think, that's, I think that's great. I think it's, you know, if people are listening to this, then I'll know that these options are open to them, which I think is really, really important. So thank you for, you know, going through that with me. Um, So I have one last question for you, and um, that is, if you had an uncomfortable question to ask your industry, what would it be?
1: Uh, I think for the construction industry, uh, my uncomfortable question would be, how are we going to tackle male suicide rates within the UK? So in the construction industry, they are three three times higher than the UK average, Um, and uh, it's probably due to the the bravado, the all male teams. The I'm I'm quite you know like construction industry has an image of hard hats, high vis, boots, big strong burly guys. Um, and actually, that's not really conducive to saying I'm not feeling quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't talk to you about my mental health because I'll be called a girl. You know, well, well, why is being a girl a bad thing? But anyway, that's another, that's another <laughs> conversation. Exactly. You know, we, we really need to eradicate that stigma about asking for help when you need it. And we really need to be enabling employees to better understand the signs of stress or anxiety or depression and mental health issues of any sort. You know, if, if we can see them in ourselves or in others around us, we need to be able to 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 highlight that um, and at amy we've partnered recently with mates in mind to try and make sure that we, we've got a real big push on on um, mental health and just general well-being and the five steps to well-being um, and i think that's you know that's a, a huge part of inclusion as well it's all interlinked isn't it well-being and inclusion um, and so i think that's that's something that is unacceptable within the construction industry and that's something that's part of the industry that we need to change that imagery and change the fact that it's, it's a big male industry because it doesn't need to be. Um, you know, We don't need to lift anything anymore. Manual handling means we're not allowed to lift anything. So whether you're a big burly bloke or you're a little petite um, lady, it doesn't make any difference. You can still do all, all of the jobs that are out there um, and actually increase gender balance within teams. Mm. breaks down some of those barriers and so it should help with that it does um, but to increase that gender balance how do you do that and how do you do that we share parenting we think about parenting as there's two people who who you know we share that we make flexible working like I said that was my thing but we it it, it needs to be really flexible it needs to be exactly yeah you know, exactly that Flexible, as in policies that work for every individual and individual level. So often you hear, oh, I can't let X do that because then everybody will want it. Well, they won't. You know, everybody wants something different. We're all individuals. So um, I think that's that's quite a big thing. And the other thing to increase gender balance is thinking about long hours on sites that are a long way from home they that doesn't work for anybody it's not that it doesn't work for women it doesn't work for anybody so how do we employ smart employ local and and think about you know having having sites that are are staffed by people who can still go home at the end of the night because we're not very good at that
0: no no absolutely that there's a that's a lot of you know questions to ask the industry and a lot of tough questions as well that's not uh, one no, is it <laughs> no no that's fantastic I love that because it's so important to raise these up and when you get the opportunity when you ever ask that question and get the opportunity to answer that as well and all these points are so incredibly important and valid it's mental health awareness week this week um and you know the it's about being in nature the five ways of well-being um and it's it doesn't matter way, you know if you're a leader in what industry you're in like your mental health needs to be good in order for you to be happy and joyful and progress in your life and it doesn't matter whether you're you know professionally or personally or, or a leader not a leader it's just so important isn't it to be able to look after that always and I think you know especially with men it's very difficult to talk about their their issues their mm-hmm. anxiety their stresses so thank you for raising that I really it's really wonderful and really appreciate that thank um you. hopefully if someone's listening out there you know <laughs> like different parts of the industry <laughs> listening out there let's tackle male suicide for sure yeah. yeah,
1: or even just, just, you know, if you're having a low day, reach out, have a conversation, it helps.
0: It does, it does, absolutely. Always important to talk, I think. Um, Helen it was wonderful to speak to you today thank you so much for the insight Um, your work is incredibly inspiring and I hope that when people listen to this they will be inspired by what you do want to make the change and also join the industry as well because there's a lot to do I think and not out there a lot of wealth of you know experience needed and required and I think lots of young people will um, be hopefully inspired to to come and join uh, companies like Amy so thank you Um, have a great day ahead and um, speak to you soon. Thank you ever so much lovely to see you